There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hello, boys and girls. This is Spike. You're listening to Buffy Back Issue Bin. Don't turn it off or I'll rip your throat out. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Bin, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics and audio dramas that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. And here we are for the final three episodes of Slayers, a Buffyverse story. But maybe there's more to come. I mean, there is. <laughs> There's going to be a second season of this, no question. Which is a good thing. I Very mean, fun. Not officially announced, but uh, this was the most successful thing that Audible did all year. Was it really? Yeah. So, oh, I love that. So yeah, I think we can pretty comfortably say. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. F- well, there's no official announcement. Look, a second season of this is happening. Oh, that's so fun. Well, I'm assuming this is full spoilers. Yeah. And as we go in, uh, for the landing on this one, I can say the first little batch had some uh, hiccups as far as continuity, but nothing out of the ordinary. This all works with everything. Yes, definitely. Well, when I say this all works, like I said, a couple hiccups, but works close enough. And the way that, as we'll get there, the way that they leave it, it feels like we are... Safe. Yeah, safe. Probably <laughs> not going to have any more continuity issues either. Yeah, that's my best guess. always your first and major concern. <laughs> I mean, I have other concerns too. Do you? That one's up there, though. I was going to say, that's definitely number one. All right, let's... Shall we jump in? I guess. Episode seven. There's been an explosion at the magic box. Dun, dun, dun. Anya's in there. Jasper and Anyanka is in there. Anyanka and Jasper is in there. And Giles and Clem are approaching. They're like, hmm, explosion wasn't a good thing. No. So if you It's a Cronenberg monster. It's a Cronenberg monster now. They're just all melted together. They're like, kill me. Which... Not quite that. Is so interesting because I have no concept. I like could not get a picture in my brain about how this would look. Cronenberg monster. Okay. There's just limbs everywhere. They've when Anya tried to separate everyone into their own original body, she accidentally instead made everyone melt into one body. That's just like here's a hairy puppy leg over here. Here's a on like a I don't know Anyanka like, arm over yeah, here. Yeah, festering and... like open wound of whatever Anyanka's whole deal is. Gross. Here's an Anya face over there that is like we're together. Yes, and because, Jasper's just oh, sorry. like it's a puppy. Yes, because Anya's magic was still chaotic. Yeah, and thus it all just exploded. But luckily, Giles is there to help sort things out. Yeah, and Anya, look, it gets resolved relatively quickly. They just they, they do another spell, and uh, they're not fully separated. Anyanka is still within Anya. Yes, but Jasper is his own being again, which <laughs> is good. Yes, and Anyanka's like. The killing as just Anyanka was boring. There was, Unsatisfying. <clears throat> I didn't have a, a human soul to make it interesting. I felt nothing do it all, doing all of it. So maybe uh, we can stay together so I can enjoy the killing again. And Anya's like, I guess I'll think about it. Yeah. Which is interesting because she doesn't really have any reason to placate Anyanka at this moment. Like, Anyanka is literally trapped. She's just stuck. So yeah, I thought that was a very interesting choice to be like, maybe... And I guess we could just kind of go with the storyline. They do end up getting separated. And then Anyanka's like, you said that we were going to be together. And Anya's like, no, it didn't. She was like, I always said maybe. I said I think about it. And then they just banish Anyanka back to our world. Yeah. So and, and great. That's for us, I guess. This for me is probably the weakest part because, I mean, maybe there's a plan for, you know, the future. But the Anyanka thing just kind of goes nowhere. It just stops. They're like, all right, you're gone now. Bye. And your purpose for being here in the first place was, I guess, to screw up the magic spell, but... Yeah, I think... I feel like they're, like, I don't know. It felt like it 
it didn't go anywhere really just with her that this is about my only complaint about like the structure of things i'm like yeah that anyanka story didn't oh do anything. i have one ex- extremely minor other thing uh, do you want to hear it now that didn't work for you sure way back in like episode two or three two anya heals spike and he be it's, he gets like super powered in that moment that also goes yeah and then it Just literally kind of never comes back <laughs> up again and i was listening for it too and it and so maybe that's a season two thing maybe that will come back to us but that was the only other little piece that I was like, hmm, I feel like we had plans for this. And then they just didn't ever come to fruition. I mean. And and that's okay. It's like a very minor thing. Well, Emma Caulfield also gets uh, like a nice little um, back and forth with her and Giles about, you know, her character's growth and how she's changed over time. But at the same time, we've never met this character until just a couple episodes ago. So her arc ultimately doesn't mean that much because we've never seen it before. Like how different from is she than our Anya? It's and like maybe, if, if you take it with like what we know about ours and like transfer it onto her, but they're not the same character. Right. And they're very clear to say that at every turn. And maybe that was the point of the Anyanka situation to see like, what would this Anya do if presented back with the possibility of having the power of being a vengeance demon again, or partially a vengeance demon. And, and the fact that she's choosing like our Anya to say no, and she has chosen it before and she's still choosing it as, as like a part of her character. Yeah, I mean, you know, we get some nice little Giles giving life advice, so I guess we get that out of it, which, you know, I'm not going to turn him down on. You always love Giles giving life advice. That is one of your favorite things. I do. He took off his glasses. He probably cleaned them a little bit. Yes. Thought about it, popped them back on. Probably. Meanwhile, in the cemetery, well, the uh, Cronenberg Anya (laughs) is having issues. Uh, We go back to to Spike and Drusilla and Adira uh, getting the gem of Amara. And for as much as I was like, Drew gets that this is some kind of a trap, right? No, never picks up on it. No. But also, were you a little bit disappointed that Jonathan didn't ever show up again? Yeah. I was a, a little bit, bit sad that, because he's still tied to the graveyard at that point. Yeah, and he could almost have like blundered his way in there. He's like, oh, hey, Spike from another universe. And Drew still could be like, what? But that's not, uh, we go a very different way. Right. Or even just like, he could have been in on the act to make it seem even more, I don't know, somehow add to Indira's witch qualifications somehow that she can like control the ghosts as well or whatever but anyway they didn't go that direction no, it's it, fine it's but still... it did make me a little sad that we were in the graveyard and we don't get jonathan instead we just go straight to spike and drew like you know what we're hooking up again yes. we're back baby they do literally go from zero to a hundred and you know it was spike's very undercover yes very undercover under the covers of some bed oh that was terrible and so <laughs> I don't know. It felt it felt normal, though. He does get um, an old line from the show that I like. It's a small one, but if you're listening for uh, using the uh, talking about Drew, like uh, loving her from like eyeballs to entrails, like I remember that line. We're back, baby. References. Hearing the two of them together though was just fantastic, and I think we we talked about that last time too. But just the two of them together, every scene that they're together, it's just yeah, it's also it's so- just so fun, and it's even. And talking about how Anya is not our Anya, this Drew is not our Drew. And they bring that up many times. I mean, close enough. But they're both close enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, it's fine. It is kind of sad. They're like, all right, we've got the gem of Amara. And Dira, do the spell. All right, that definitely worked. Okay, now we're going to go um, back t- for some sexcapades. And Dira, you just tag along too and just, I don't know, listen from outside the door. <laughs> this is your role. Yes. Sad times for Indira. Except that they make it back to Drew's lair. And who do we find? 
Well, Cordelia has gone into the basement. We talked about this before, but we didn't finish the basement storyline. Right. She goes in there. She's She kicks down the door. She's like, hey, Tara, what's up? And Tara's like, I'm still evil and possessed by a man, kind of. But I'm weak, enemy, and because I have used up all my magic to turn Bang into a sunlight vampire. Yeah. And then she's like, just kidding. And then she traps Cordelia like in this little loop where she's just saying the same line over and over again. It's like she's a CD stuck on skip. Yes, that doesn't age you at all. <laughs> a compact disc? No, not at all. Yes, I liked that. I liked that that was a clever way to get Cordelia not out of it for the moment, but I liked that clever way of stopping Cordelia. Yeah, so Drew and Spike and Indira all go down to the basement because Tara's like, hey, I have a Slayer in the basement. Yes, and I they... I really need to spell this out a little bit more. Indira does cast a spell. She's like just reading out... Uh, what she thinks is, or what she's been told isn't going to work with the Gem of Amara, and then it might work? Yes, something happens. Definitely it is Latin, and something kind of weird happens. And she reads the notes on the side as well, which I thought was interesting. Like, why didn't they just make up something that was totally ridiculous? Or yeah. be like, just say say this instead, like, because she's looking at the notes. Because it's Spike's plan. Yes, that's true. Yes, that is really really the answer. So she's like, I'm the new witch queen of this world. And so they go down and... They find Cordelia in the basement and Deer is like, just kidding. I'm really a slayer. Pachow! Yes. Kick you in the face. So... That's my go-to move. Yes. So Tara knows that Indira is a slayer. Well, she, she just knew that she wasn't Drew magical. still doesn't. Yeah. So she gets Cordelia and they escape. Run away. Leaving Spike behind where they go to the magic box and talk to everyone. And everyone's like... I don't know. I don't think we should trust Spike. Because he's not that good of an actor. We say that like 33,000 times. Also, I really enjoyed when Clem was like, I love him. He's my best friend. He's not an actor. I don't actually think he's on our side. <laughs> they all turn on him so fast, which I understand. But like years and years and years have passed since he has betrayed them. Yeah. And the last time like there was any level of betrayal, like he didn't have a soul, which to be fair, Giles has never been fully on board with the whole like soul train thing. Soul train. That sounded weird. That did sound weird. <laughs> I mean, he never liked Angel. And then when Angel came back, he's like, I have a soul. He's like, and I'm going to let you into my home while I'm holding a crossbow. You're only saying that because we just watched that episode. No. And then the other time Spike was like, the first isn't controlling me anymore. And Giles is like, I'm going to set you up with a death trap with Robin Wood so you could die and stop distracting Buffy. <laughs> I love Giles. <laughs> He's never really been on board with the whole vampire thing. And then he's like, well, maybe Angel is here to help us. Ah, my neck! Yeah, it's not great. Um, But, yeah, they're so quick to turn on Spike. They're <laughs> you didn't so like quick my to... pantomime of my neck breaking? No, I did not <laughs> that love that. no one else could see. No, I did not love that. But they are so quick to turn on Spike. All of them. Even, I mean, I totally get that, like, Cordelia and Anya yeah, and as far Indira as, like, don't we... actually know him. I think Indira's like, she's like, but I'm a fangirl who says that Spike was always the best. Yeah, but Clem, Clem's like, he's my best friend. I don't believe him at all. And I get like grumpy Cordelia because she hasn't, as far as we know, like the whole like vampire with the soul thing is uh, not a thing they've seen in this world. Right. I mean, and in their world, there's still only one Slayer. Like this is very much the beginning of the Buffy TV show world. Like this is not, vampires yeah. don't have souls. Spike has been perpetually evil. Like, I understand. But I do think it was funny that Clem and Giles were so quick to turn. Oh, you can't read your notes, can you? No, I couldn't. I was struggling with uh, some handwriting. Do you want some help? <laughs> no, no, I got it. Okay, excellent. I got it. I don't know what it means, but I can read it. What does it say? <laughs> Drew set aside. Mm. Oh, I know what that means. We're really jump, jumping uh, forward. So yeah, so Drusilla, 
the Anyanka leaving thing is, um, she's still an Ani at this point in the story, just from Ford. So Drusilla and Spike, they know where everyone is. So they're going to lead an attack on the magic box with all their vampire friends. Yes, because they've convinced Drew that Indira's spell actually worked. Drew at this point still has no idea that Indira is not a witch. Yeah, so their plan is they're going to attack at sunrise because no one would expect a vampire attack at sunrise. Right. And I thought, like, I get that. But the other part of me was like, but why would you risk it? Or like, why would you not test this out pre the attack? You could probably wait like an hour or even 24 hours. Right. Like, give us a solid day and then we'd be able to figure things out. But whatever. The vampires attack the magic box. I've never seen that before. Yeah. So. The magic box taking damage. Oh, man. So while this is all happening. Charles gets. Sent back. Stabbed or something. Yes. Yes. Some kind of injury happens to Charles. He's like, I'm bleeding out. Yes. And that's when Anya. Uh, She's like, you can't die on me again. I already watched my Giles die. I can't let you that's die. That's how Anya gets her groove back and um, Anyanka helps her heal Giles. And then she's like, all right, get the fuck out of here, Anyanka. Yes. He's like, no, you'll, I'll get you next time. Or maybe I'll never show up again. I don't know. Yes. And they figure out that the real issue is this Kurgan who is inside of Terra. That that is, he's the real big bad in this yeah, whole situation. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Right, like when somebody's yes, when yeah. he starts talking at you like this, and I'm, I am going to rule the vampires. And you're like, oh, that doesn't sound like Terry, does it? No. So they're like, well, there is this other book that Kurgan's disciples wrote that are like how to defeat Kurgan if necessary. And they're like, but I don't know where our copy is. And Giles goes, I know where mine is back in my magic box. So they just casually open up a portal, send Giles back to the magic box to get his copy, and he pops back, and it all happens like. Zip, zip. Like, all of a sudden, he's back with the book. It just, that felt very quick, given all of our, like, portal woes. There's a, and there's a simple, a Sims, uh, you definitely seen it. Uh, one of the Wizard Halloween episodes. No, no, not that. Um, Where there's an evil crusty doll. Yes. That's based on a Twilight Zone episode. And uh, the repairman comes over and is like, ah, here's your problem. You had it set to evil. And just <laughs> flips a switch. <laughs> like, it does. It does a it's little a little bit, bit like that. It's a little bit like that. Because we spent, this is episode eight or nine at that point. And so we've spent a solid chunk of time six hours or something figuring out that this is our real big bad and then they're like oh you mean this book that i can just pop back over and get and pop back with it and great we're good that this is about the point and um this is not a knock but in, in any way stretch of room because there's literally nothing bad that i have to say about it but when we were like in this climactic battle i'm looking at my phone i'm like there's like over an hour left what do we have left to do yeah <laughs> i mean they do the time is filled out very well that's not a complaint just when the battle is happening i'm like there's a lot of time left in this <laughs> audio drama (laughs) right because it's also an audio battle and so it's not like we yeah we just don't know that many people it's executed pretty well like you know within you know the mind's eye i felt pretty confident like following kind of like the big blows of the story and drusilla comes in she's like i'm an immortal sunlight vampire and spike's just like no i just stuck the gem of amara in your pocket which also it always had to be worn before you could just be in your general vicinity and protect you. I'm fine with that because it's a different universe. Sure. And so different rules can apply, like similar enough rules, but they're slightly different. And that's fine. That doesn't, I totally know what you mean, but that doesn't really bother me. But what I do like about this gem of Amara, Spike just takes it back from her, doesn't use it. But you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't Destroy smash it. it with a brick like Angel. Yeah, that wasn't very clever, <laughs> Angel. Well, I have this tool that could make me immortal anytime that, like we... You know, if there's ever an apocalypse, because I don't see those like every May. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna smash it with a brick, just just to be on the safe side. So Spike at least doesn't do that. 
Right. Because, spoiler alert, Spike is definitely not evil. He's been playing Drusilla the whole time. And he's like, Drew, he also banged her a bunch. love, you can't actually do this. You can't be Queen of the Vampires. Because Kurgan, I'm from all... a different universe. Yes, it's Kurgan who's trying to control everything. And you would just be playing into his hand. And she's like, you're not my Spike. But you could be. She's like, you're good enough. <laughs> and and, <I laughs> and I'm be... close enough to your Drew. Close enough. <laughs> and we can go murder stuff. He's like, I have a soul. This is also like they're stuck in a weird like pocket dimension when this is conversation's happening. Yes, because <laughs> because of the sunlight spell. So here's my other thing. In my brain, this was happening inside of the magic box, right? Except that we the sunlight spell obviously did not work. So the sunlight is now coming into the magic box and they are burning alive. So Anya throws a darkness spell over them and saves them for the time being. Why didn't they just like close the blinds? This magic box doesn't have blinds. Or maybe uh, the only other thing I could think of was when the magic box had had its explosion. If it like serious. lost its roof, honestly. <laughs> well, yeah, I think the, the front of it's kind of gone. Also, I don't think if you live in this world where they are a target of vampires, I don't think blinds are your number one like decor option. Like, no, keep the sunlight coming in. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. also all natural light all the time. For those who guys don't know, we live in the Northeast, and right now there's like 0.2 minutes of daylight per day. So the other part of me, I was like driving to school and home from school in the dark every day listening to this. And I was like, sunlight? Why are we worried about sunlight? I haven't seen sunlight. Well, Southern California in a different dimension. Um, but yeah, so Spike's like, I can't be your Spike, but I guess I have to kill you. So they fight. He doesn't actually say that. He's a little more spike about it. But Yep. So they fight and... Drusilla runs away and she's like, I could deal with the sunlight. No, she just gets set on fire, but she just jumps down a sewer grate. So yes. I'm like, oh, so she's still alive. Yes. So Drew has now run away. Giles she's is healed. Herself. Kurgan has been dealt with. Tara's like... I'm back. But Kurgan has been dealt with because they pull him out of Tara and put him in the gem of Amara to keep him Yeah, that's just contained. where he lives now. Which, okay, I can kind of roll with that because if that's like the ultimate protection thing and he's the ultimate evil of this right now, then if you put him inside of the protection thing. So I guess the solution is don't hit him with a brick. Yeah. Yep. And so Tara's like, I feel awful. I feel so bad about everything I did when I was being possessed. And so she now has control of the ring because she is going to keep it safe we didn't actually talk about the fact that when indira did the spell the reason that she didn't get taken over by kurgan was because she's a slayer and there was slayer blood in the grimoire yeah so that was kind of cool i thought that was clever yeah sure do whatever you want make it so she doesn't turn evil like tara although it did seem a little um like we knew that tara turned evil because she used a spell from the grimoire and they were like indira just just say this spell directly out of the grimoire i'm sure it will all be fine and it actually was fine but Nobody knew why. Nobody knew it was going to be fine until after they got the book back from the magic box. So anyway, I thought that was just kind of funny. They were like, you're going to be, it's going to be not a big deal. So, I, you know, we talked about some of the tough word to say in the Buffy world. We talked about the stakes early on in this. Uh-huh. But I mean, ultimately, no one dies, which is fine, including Drusilla, because apparently in every universe, people are like, she's fun. Let's keep her alive. Drew is so fun. <laughs> I was actually getting to the end of it and I was thinking. Don't kill her. Yeah, did we talk about this last time that Drew is one of the only doubles? Yeah. And so I was like, ah, she's most likely to be killed because A, she's evil, and B, she has a double, and C, you gotta kill somebody. We haven't Turns killed out you don't have to kill anybody, and I was thrilled with that. <laughs> Even on Yanka, they're just like, go away. She's like, ah. 
Yeah. So Kurgan is contained. Drew escaped. And Anyanka is banished. So all of them have the possibility of coming back. I was... Well, I mean, Drew is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess we can finish it up. So then we go to an epilogue type situation. Where first things first, Giles is going to go back home and he's going to retire. And maybe he's going to return that call from that annoying lady who called him on the phone. I don't think we brought that up, but he was just getting a pestering customer in his first appearance. I was just like, hmm, hmm, don't call her back. And he was like, (laughs) it was so great to meet all of you. I hope I never see you again. But also, if you need help, you know where I am. Yeah. And I was like, that felt very Giles-esque. And realistically, it's probably the end for that character as, like, we'll just wait, step forward. Wait, wait, Let's just, so let's well, finish laying no, out no. where everybody is. I'm say, we're probably just staying in this world for the rest of the story. So this might be the last time we see Giles. Right. Because Cordelia obviously lives in this world, but we find out that Indira actually doesn't really have anybody that she goes home to. She's... No, she, like, her parents are dead. Her grandfather has dementia. And he, I think, is, like, in a dementia care unit, and she lives in a home. What is that called? Foster care? Yes, but it's, like, a foster yeah, home. Something like that. Yeah, so Indira's like, Cordelia, I know you didn't, your real sister is dead from that time that the master turned her into a vampire and you had to stake her, but would you like a new sister? And Cordy's <laughs> like, if you're a slayer, you're basically already my sister. So then she's like, can I stay with you forever? And Cordelia's like, sure, I'll take you on. Well, and as we know from the past, having two slayers working in close proximity together always goes well. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that's sorted. Um, well, and Spike... Cordelia didn't feature that much towards the end of the story, did she? We barely talked about her in this episode. Yeah, because she was frozen for a while. And then she, Indira frees her. And then she fights. And then they fight. And they fight at the magic box, but she can't do magic, really. So it turned into more of a magic fight and... Turned into more of a Spike thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So Spike and Clem, they're like, well, I guess it's time for us to go back. And Spike was like, but actually, this world could use some help. My world Mm. is kind of boring and fairly under control. (laughs) Yeah. Buffy doesn't love me anymore, and I have... Nothing to go back for. And I was flirting with Cordelia a little bit before. I don't know if you know this, but I've been kind of into Slayers in the past. And if we know anything about Cordelia, she kind of likes a vampire with a soul. So. But she also likes Xander. Yeah, it's all confusing. So. I did like that, like, I don't know, we didn't talk about it that much. I do appreciate this uh, story for as much as, like, it's dark and all audio. Whenever they get a chance, there's just, like, this base level horniness in this story. Around Spike, specifically. I mean, not in a lot of it's through him but i mean there's definitely we don't talk like it's not like explicit and maybe it's not anything but there's definitely some connection with like tara and anya they could just be really good friends but you know there's i I caught a whiff of an undercurrent yeah that that, that one seemed more romantic than horny though (laughs) they say that they're just very good friends but who knows where that would go and yes I think part of it is because it's the audio format, and so we don't get to see it through looks and glances and physical proximity and other actions, and so it has to come out in dialogue alone. And this story does a really fabulous job of making the dialogue feel natural and making the dialogue tell you what you need to know without... There's also a lot of horniness around Drew, because, I mean, there's Tara and Spike. Yeah, definitely. You know, good base layer of horniness in this story. Right, and so... Anyway, I think which that, is what we want from a Buffy story. Let's be real. So I just think that it is probably more stated than it would be in a visual episode because of that medium. But it doesn't feel 
crazy. So Spike um, decides, yeah, the, his world, he's not going back to it. So he's going to stay and um, he's going to keep up the ruse. So it started with him having a ruse in L.A. And now he's doing a ruse here. He's like, I'm going to become king of vampires. And Clem's like, and I'll stay too. <laughs> I guess I'm the court jester. Yeah. Yep. And so it turns out. Except remember, I suffer from extreme depression. That Giles is the only one who goes back to our world. And will never get to hear Anthony Stewart head again. Except. Oh, wait. Uh, Drusilla goes back to her lair. She's like, I was on fire. That wasn't fun. Right. And the whole time um, there have been. We, we always knew it was going to lead to a reveal of some kind. Just we didn't know what it was. There were some noises in the lair basement. Yeah, behind some doors that weren't labeled and we couldn't see into. She's like, don't look behind those doors. There's nothing there. We're going to tell you about five different times, though. So, you know, don't be expecting anything at the end. And it turns out. Oh, there was stuff in there. We got so many more people that I thought. Well, what's behind door number one? Willow. Oh, I was going to do the other one first. Oh, Giles. (laughs) What? Uh, yeah, uh, Giles is, a, he, he's dead technically, but he's a vampire. He's like, this sucks, let me out and I'll help you. And uh, Drusilla's like, okay, because, you know, things went downhill south, so I'm going to go find Angelus. I think she says maybe Angelus, because let's leave that nice and vague. So yeah, Giles is a vampire, he's teaming up with Drusilla, and then they open up the other cell, and as you've already spoiled, uh, it's Willow and she's bound and gagged, so whoever was playing Willow just had to go, yep. Exactly. And yes, um, we do name drop Angelus. Maybe she's going to go find him. And maybe she won't be able to find him. We don't actually know. And in my mind, I was just immediately, I'm like, oh, you're taking a fucking swing. Because Boreanaz has been saying forever that he's not going to, he doesn't like to look back. He's not going to do this character again. But, you know, maybe if it's an audio drama and his TV show is ending. Not that he has never not had a TV show literally since Buffy was on. Wow. That's very impressive. And he just does these super long runs. Like he did Angel for eight years, then he jumped right into Bones. What was that, like 11 years or something? That was long, yeah. I've only seen the end of Bones episodes because they play right before basketball games. So the last three minutes of Bones, I've seen a lot of them. Oh, I I liked Bones. I just, anyway, this is not a Bones podcast. And then he did Seal Team, and that's wrapping up this year. And that was another seven years, I think. You know that the the female co-star in Bones is Zoe Deschanel's sister, Emily? No, I don't think I know that. Oh, fun fact. No, there we go. There we go. But yeah, that's a swing. You're like, okay, yeah, we're we're shooting for Boreanaz and we're also shooting for Allison Hannigan. I don't know. I'm pretty doubtful. I think there might need to be some recasting there. We'll see. But I... Oh, by the way, uh, Jonathan was freed from his uh, graveyard. Yeah. But he's still a ghost. (laughs) So I'm hoping that he'll be able to join us again. But yeah, th- those are some swings. They like, are. You're, you're saying that you're going to get Boreanaz and Allison Hannigan? Okay. I wonder, I'll believe it when I hear it. I wonder. I There's such like a big pun? part of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's such a big part of me that wonders if they somehow were able to show or, or send these episodes to Allison and David and be like, this is what we've made. Do you have any interest in it? And maybe, and maybe that's why Angelus is a maybe, but Willow, like, is legit there. Yeah, she's like it's not ba- even. Yeah, like, I mean, she's bound, but yeah, that's what we got. <laughs> right, and so who knows? Who knows where that will lead? But yeah, that's just straight up Willow. There is a part of me that is hopeful that we might get Allison Hannigan because of that. Because they didn't have to. They could have said we need to go find Willow and Angelus, and then then you can write it out that you couldn't. You couldn't find them. They vanished through another portal. Yeah, Drew, whatever. Yeah, like, I th- yeah, I think I don't remember the exact one, but she's not saying I'm definitely going after Angel. No. She's like, maybe I'll go get him. I mean, we had another 
I mean, there have been enough people who were name dropped in this that like I'm I'm not expecting to see their characters like Harmony and Xander, Buffy, like a bunch of characters were mentioned. Right. And I get that too. I don't I'm so grateful for what they gave us that nothing about this is is um I just it's thought, all just like extra wonderful cherries on top. I just thought it was a very big flag to plant on the ground. Like, look at what's coming. I'm like, and I just don't, is it? Yeah. It'd be great. I Believe me, I want it. And, and who knows? Like, maybe Tara will have freed Willow before season two starts. And now yeah, there's a time uh, like, jump or something. Yeah. yeah, like things happen. But it was a very cool thing to end with. Um, there are a few other hanging threads. Bang. Bang, most specifically. Yeah. She is definitely Sun- an, an official sunlight vampire running around somewhere in the sunlight. Yeah. So there's that. Drew still is obsessed with the sunlight spell, wanting to make it work. What else did we mention? Oh, I mean, Spike being super powered somehow. Yeah. If he probably still isn't. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But I mean, that does kind of bring us to, I don't know. I think there's, we've been talking a little bit. Let's talk general thoughts and then uh, what we want to see. In a second season. So incredibly fun. I loved I loved the length of it. It was a nice length. It felt like we got more than an episode's worth, like more than a Buffy episode worth. Yeah. But less than like a full season, which is fine. It and, completed the story. Nothing felt rushed. Nothing felt No, and I like that we've drawn out. Yeah, this was definitely a like interesting way to continue the story. I mean, there's so many different Buffy things out there, like different like novels and comics, like stuff we haven't covered and like haven't read or whatever. But I like that like kind of in my own version of this, like the story just keeps finding a way to reinvent itself like okay the show is on between the two eight seasons like there's that little couple year gap that we get comics for the next 11 years okay then there's a little bit of a gap okay now we're into audio dramas i'm like all right cool just keep it coming i liked obviously getting the voice actors back i liked that they put it in a different universe so yeah it doesn't have to interfere with the comics or the novels or anything it can just it can be its own thing branching out from that original starting point and nothing is really impacted in a negative way. No. And I'll be curious to see how um, Spike and Clem are definitely off doing their own thing a little bit more than the rest. But we didn't really get to see a lot of interactions between these characters that have history in this world. Like between Cordelia, between Tara, between Anya. Like we're told that they have history, but we don't get to see a lot of it. So I'll be curious how those characters bounce off of each other now that they now they're kind of back together and these are also characters that didn't bounce off each other that much in the show like they're, they're, i mean it's not like they were devoid i mean in some cases they like never interacted but cordelia and spike almost never did cordelia and drew almost never did same with her and anya and uh, she never interacted with tara they never crossed paths once i thought it was a very creative way to kind of bring justice to these characters that Felt like they ended too soon in the Buffy universe that we knew. Yeah, under like that whole like Joss loves to kill characters. He'll kill your favorite characters, and you know, turns out not everyone wanted to be unceremoniously killed off. Yeah, and I I just thought it was a really creative way to to keep going with that story, but with those characters. And I I liked that in the new universe they can interact with each other. Because you just mentioned how they didn't really interact with each other in the the one that we knew and loved. And so it was cool. It was a really creative way of of delving into this world. I saw um, this popped up. It must have been like Instagram or YouTube or something. It was just like one of those reels. And it was uh, James Marsters talking. I don't know what the interview was for or from, but he was talking about how he didn't realize how nice of a person Charisma was until they did like a guest spot on like like the same episode of like Supernatural or something. I can't remember whatever 
TV show they like like a year or two after Angel was over they did an episode of a show together and I remember it was like built like look at this reunion but he's like we never like I avoided her like she was such a good actor I just thought that she was like her character and we almost never interacted on screen and if we did she was running away from me but I just avoided her as a person because I thought she was mean and it's like oh no you're just a really great actress and like the nicest person in the world and I just I'm so sorry she's like yeah I was always kind of like wondering why you avoided me yeah yeah so like this is a cool way to get that back and to i don't know I, it, it does right some wrongs and i like that's a good way to put it that these are the characters that came back and you know clearly i'd like to see more of them and you know swing for the fences if it's going to be you know willow and angelus but and i also really do appreciate that we didn't kill anybody off in this yeah this was um one a surprise i didn't see this thing coming from a million miles away and it ended up being really fun like it in... definitely lived up to what i wanted to be wanted it to be and more it was and I definitely nitpicked a few things, but like overall, like they're small things, like the overall flow and like my overall just like excitement and getting to hear these characters again and these actors again. And it was fun, like as for as much as I love the comics, clearly, because, you know, we do the show forever talking about them. But, it, it, there, you know, there is something about about hearing. Them. Yeah, it's so it was cool. It was really cool. And I'm really glad this exists. And I'm glad it did so well for Audible. Like I said, nothing has been announced, but it's happening. Like, there's no way they're like, well, that was incredibly successful, and everyone is game to do it again. Let's not do that. Right. And they definitely wrote themselves a second season opening somewhere, so that's nice. Well, yeah, because if this this is not satisfying as a one-off. No, because it ends, like we just mentioned, with so many hanging pieces, and that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to say, yeah, this, we want more. If, yeah, if this just ended as is, it's not satisfying. No, but... As, as a complete story, there's clearly a lot of satisfying elements in there, but it's like, this is not a, this is not a complete story at this point. No, and I love Indira. I love, I love that they balanced out new characters, Indira, with our old characters, and we didn't try to throw too many new characters in there, so it wasn't overwhelming. No, and, to and be honest, she's so fun. Buffy need uh, the well, the world of Buffy needs some youth. That's I mean, what the story was. It was a story about high school sucking. Yeah, and if you're gonna, that's the base for your story. You do kind of need some youth in there, and you know, you know, your mileage may vary with how you feel about Dawn or some of the potential slayers, or even like putting Faith in there is like a boost of energy, but. The story ultimately does need some youth behind it if it's going to feel like the same story. And Indira was a fabulous addition. She was spunky without being irritating. She was, you know, uh, she was great. So I'm excited to see her again. But she was also a little irritating, but she was supposed there are parts where she's supposed to be a little irritating because right, she's a teenager. She's, yes, exactly. <laughs> a teenager who's just excited about this. I mean, she's, you know, the audience surrogate. Like, you see the world through her eyes and she comes into this as like, I'm a big fucking fan. And you know Everyone listening to this is no one's coming into this cold. Right. Everyone going into this is just going like, I'm excited this is back. And Indira walks in. She's like, guess what? I'm excited this is back. I love that they used a bunch of musical cues. I love that they sprinkled in the Easter eggs the way that they did. They weren't, it wasn't so wink, wink, nudge, nudge all the time, everything. But there was enough of it that it was very satisfying. Yeah. I, there it, was, it was just, it was clearly created with love and it was performed with love and it was, it was wonderful. Uh, as far as for next year, I mean, obviously, if we could get Angel and Willow in there, great. But I'd like to start, you know, mixing and matching a little bit, too. We have the room to play now that we're in this world, and we know that not everyone has interacted, and not everyone is going to have the same roles. God, I'm just going to keep beating this drum. Bring back Angel characters. Give me Gun. Give me Wes. Give me Fred. Yeah. I know. I, I, I hear this all the time, guys. <laughs> I literally heard this yesterday. Yeah. 
Was so, I talking about this yesterday? Probably. I think so. So <laughs> how many days go by where I'm like, can we get more gun stories? Yes. And that would be so fun. And the success of this might very well entice a few more of our favorite friends to come back. And I mean, for as much as like it's, you know, Buffy is like whatever, but Cordelia's story, like they, I don't think there were any rights issues or if there were, they hit, they masked them very well because like, yeah, we, we know Cordelia died. That was an angel thing. We know that Spike came back. That's an angel thing. So it's not like we haven't touched on that world. Yeah. No, I. Because if you just went straight from like the end of Buffy to this and like Spike's like, I'm alone now. And you're like, last time I saw you, you were burning in a pyre. So yeah. it's not like we're ignoring stuff that happened after. Right. And I don't know. I don't know who has the audio drama copyright. I don't even know what that would I know, be. I know they had to go through um, uh, Whedon's office to get approval. Which makes sense. To do this. He created the characters. Yeah. Well, he doesn't own. I don't think he owns Buffy because I think that. But I think he owns everybody else. I think so. I think Buffy might be the only one he doesn't own. Yeah. Because of the movie. And I also think it was very smart of them to really, honestly, stay very far away from Buffy because realistically, we're not going to get Sarah. No. Which is fine. She is doing her own thing. That's fine. And so instead of dwelling on what we don't have, they did a really lovely job of making the most of of who did come back and yeah and making that story feel rich and wonderful without yeah you still got some the ha- heavy hitters from this world this yeah. wasn't just like you know the jv team of buffy characters no no not at all so anyway it was absolutely wonderful i'm assuming that if you already listened to it too listeners if you are listening to us recap it i don't know i had especially when we were um a couple of the comic that came later i know people were like i no, i wasn't gonna do that and i just listened to you and then when i looked at the numbers comparatively like more people got it through us than they did through actually purchasing that's so funny like angel season 11 and that giles miniseries i think uh we were the primary source of information if we're just talking you know we're looking at a pie graph huh. most not by a lot necessarily but it was still us huh, interesting <laughs> weird well if you haven't listened to it Highly recommend it. And I love that people have turned out for this. I love that people have bought this off Audible. I love that. I thought you meant for this. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes. It's also fun to hear you guys back again. Yeah. So yeah. So let's talk about the future. One, this uh, this was A, fun to do. B, something that I was concerned with, but ultimately didn't really matter because I was going to do it one way or the other. I'm like, I wonder how many, you know, it, literally this podcast feed has been dormant for a couple of years. And I was like, I wonder how many people like just, you know, cleared it out of their podcatcher, whatever the hell, and like no one was going to listen to this. Turns out uh, a good number of people are still around, which is cool. Because somebody looked at his Spotify raps. Well, it's not just that. Like also just like people talking to us about the show. Yes, I know. But yes. Yeah, Sp- but you were very excited about Spotify raps. Spotify raps. Yeah. They're like, uh, you picked up like 89% new listeners, which just might be from the new stuff. But here's the crazy one was like, and your most listened to episode was uh, Angel After the Fall Volume 1 by 350% more than any other episode. I'm like, Jesus, it's a lot. And then I listened to it for about two seconds. I'm like, oh my God, that this was when I was still figuring out how to- Produce se- a podcast? The audio is rough. But no, please go listen to those old episodes. I ju- You show me anything I do, the first thing I'm going to show you is the mistakes I made. <laughs> That's just who I am. But anyway, so this was very fun for us to revisit and- we're definitely looking forward to season two. Fingers crossed. Hopefully yeah. it happens. Yeah. So I do want to, sorry, I do want to address that. Yeah. Uh, the future of the show, because this has been a question. Um, it has come up again. Like, are you going to cover the other comics? No. It's nothing against them. It's just 
that was never kind of the mission statement of the show to like cover everything else under the sun. It's That's a the, funny the, phrase to use because yeah, of the sun lights out. So. Um, I, I will say that, yes, we are definitely going to, uh, when this comes back, we are definitely going to do more of those. I did try for a couple of interviews for this. Nothing, pan- I didn't try like every single person. I think the funniest one I got back is like, uh, this needs to be cleared with the Audible, and then I never heard back after that. <laughs> I will say, this is a big fingers crossed. I think we can pretty likely get a decent interview. I'm fingers that crossed. so vague, and I'm glad. Please do keep it vague, just in case it doesn't come to fruition. But I know exactly. Anyway, yeah, cause I just we, wish everybody could see your face as you're doing this. Well, I didn't pull the trigger today. I'm like, today is the day. Like, I, I followed through and I didn't do it today. I was like, I'll do it tomorrow because <laughs> I hate asking for interviews. Anyway, um, so hopefully we will be sharing something with you guys. It was easier when George just came on the show. He's like, what's it going to take for you to ask me to be on this? <laughs> oh, you want to be on it? <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> that was much easier. But hopefully we'll be able to share something with you sooner than we had been before this audio drama came out. Yeah. So, you know, just say subscribed. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, And there will be more stuff in the future. Just definitely not on a weekly basis and not with any regularity, but there's definitely more coming. Um, I don't know. This is, again, just a personal criticism. When the show was first, like, wrapping up, I definitely made us do a few extra episodes that's like i think they were fine but it's like i was definitely stretching the idea a little thin towards the end because i just <laughs> wanted to keep talking about it and i don't want to uh, i don't want to do that again no no i was also like in grad school and i had like anyway it was just yep and you were like let's do and i was like okay these are our, the topic for this week let's have a debate <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, I don't want to do that again. But yeah, so we'll still be around. If you want to hear uh, more of us, though, might as well plug away. More of us? Yeah. You and me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that other podcast we're slowly putting out. This isn't going to be available for public consumption for a while, because basically we're just banking episodes before we put them out, so we don't run into kind of the trap that we had uh, doing this show, where like <laughs> we just we physically run out of time, and we're falling asleep at the microphone. and like So we're banking a hefty number of episodes. If you're interested in Stephen King and his Dark Tower series, we're covering all of the books, everything, all the books that connect to it, which is basically his multiverse. So we're covering a lot of books, plus all the comic books, plus eventually the movie. And There's a lot happening. Yeah. So we're back in episodes. That's called Pod to the Dark Tower. It is on our Patreon. Do you have like three episodes out now? Yeah. Oh, four and five are coming soon because we've done the reading. I got to reread one of them because. Of... Yeah. <laughs> I need bit. to. I Yeah. But yeah. So Pod to the Dark Tower, that can be found at patreon.com slash editors note comics. Um, it's a it's a buck a month and uh, there will be very early access on those because I think so we're not putting them out to the public for uh, quite a while. Yeah, if you want to hear us on a more regular basis, that's definitely going to be, we're kind of putting some creative energy. But like I said, hopefully we have an interview coming up. Hopefully. No guarantees. Yep. And you also have another show with our friend Jared. Oh, yeah. The Editor's Note Comics podcast, where it's just kind of picks a topic and talks about like the news of the week and other, you know, geeky accoutrements. And when Jared can't be there, I am. So (laughs) sometimes you hear me too. (laughs) That is convenient. Guest host. All right. We will return. And we hope to see you, hear you then. I don't really have a sign off for the show. I did, I was, it didn't end up being that funny. I put it like, I'm like, hey, um, chat B- GPT, like write an episode of the Buffy back issue bin about this topic. And they were never that very fun. They weren't funny. I tried a couple of them, but they did have some great sign offs. One of them was just like, stay slaying. Wasn't one of them like, <laughs> sharpen your steaks. Yeah. I refuse to adopt these. Um, <laughs> stay slaying, though, okay. kills me. Love that. <laughs> With the apostrophe, like, yeah. I and apostrophe. Stay slaying. You know, we're that's that's gonna be it for now. Stay slaying kids. Bye. <laughs>